happens when you gotta have faith. In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One playwright wrote that it's believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God, and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world, but it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. I'm Reg Clay, and today is Wednesday, November the 1st, and I'm with Craig Dickerson. Craig, how are you doing today? Okay, Reg, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, it's Wednesday, and we're, we're starting it a little bit earlier this week. Exactly. I've got rehearsals. Um, I'm in the Civil War Christmas, and I've been getting in like at 11 p.m., and uh, so it's been, and Sunday there's going to be, you know, a day-long rehearsal, so. Yeah. So we're squeezing it in. Yep. And you just came out from a uh, Bible study. I know. I'm, 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 I'm fresh out of... <laughs> Out of like delving into the word, so I'm I'm pretty thick in it right now. <laughs> Good. Hey, when the skill is hot, that's when that's when you go for it. <laughs> I guess that's what we do. <laughs> so right. Should, should we? I think we need a prayer to lead in because this is going to be exactly heavy. You and me, um, guys, man. I'll uh, do it. Go ahead. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much this morning uh, for a wonderful day. Uh, we thank you for um, getting us up so that we can dive into the word and. Um, and express your words to um, the rest of uh, the folks who are listening. We are uh, students for you, Heavenly Father, and we want to um, uplift your name and to spread your knowledge. And we hope that and we pray that anyone who is listening to us will be enriched and enlightened by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we are students. That's right. That's exactly right. Make it very clear today. <laughs> and we'd always try to get an A <laughs> in class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. So we're gonna we're gonna continue on with what last time we were at the end of Matthew twenty two. Exactly. And now we're at Matthew twenty three. That's right. And uh, we could get into the thick of it, mm-hmm. uh, but the very first emphasis is uh, on uh, verses. Um, Matthew 23, verses 1 through 12. Okay. And I'll go ahead and read that. I'm using the NIV version, and here it is. Matthew 23, verses 1 through 12. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for men to see. They make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted in the marketplaces and to have men call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have only one master. And you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father, and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, the Christ. The greatest among you will be your servant. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, 
and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And that is it. That's Matthew 23, verses 1 through 12. I love it when he says, like, they love to sit at the places of honor. They, yeah. They love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we talked about what the meaning of love last week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, of course, you know, the, the, that is good love. You know, when we mention love, you know, love your neighbor, love God. But, then, of course, there's another type of love where you just love yourself, where you love your toys, where, you know, you yeah. love the sound of your voice and all that stuff. He starts out really nice about it. You know, he says, hey, they sit at the seat of Moses, mm-hmm. um, the Pharisees. Do exactly what they tell you to do. The law is, you know, as mm-hmm. it is written, it's mm-hmm. the law. Yeah. It's how you live. Yep. But do do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It, 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 it's it, like a jab, and then after the jab, there's the right hook. <laughs> you know, it's putting them up on the pedestal just to knock it over. Right. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. Enough to get a guy killed. Yeah. Oh, yes, uh, it, yes, it is. Yeah. Or, you know, crucified. And it gets even worse in verse thirteen, where he goes into woe and the seven. Uh, this, yeah. There's this uh, next section. I don't know if we want to read it because it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty powerful stuff. And yeah. But, uh, but people should read it. I don't think it's a part. Uh, Father Justin was saying today. He's. It's not a part of the liturgy. This is mm-hmm. typically not read to everyone. Yeah. Because it's. Well, we can read it and see, you know, whatever. Well, basically, I mean, it's Jesus just blasting the Pharisees. It's Woe a tirade. To yeah, it's yeah. a tirade. Yeah. And I've never seen, I've never read, I don't think Jesus, Jesus was as angry. We hear about him storming the temple. I don't know if we actually hear what he says. Mm-hmm. You know, we're told what he does. But here. In Matthew. Yeah. It's, it's all, and, and there are other accounts, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But this is pretty accurate from yeah. what I understand. And, like, people who told me that study the Bible. Well, I know a lot of people think it's just a fairy tale book, but these accounts are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a lot of them have been noted to be pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can see the different versions of, mm-hmm. in the other Gospels. They're not really, they're not really colluding with yeah. one another. Everybody's yeah. giving their own. Yeah. Their but own there are eyewitness witness. accounts. I mean, it's just like if you have a court of law, there are at least yeah. four or five people who can verify Right. What he said, yeah. although they have their own different versions of what yeah, he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you see the different kind of versions that you look at it. But right. the seven woes we're talking about in the mm-hmm. next chapter, where he's just lambasting the Pharisees. That's the part that kind of shook me up today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you, if you guys read it too, uh, it's, yeah. it's a little bit long. It's tiring. Yeah. But it's and you know, you've often talked, Craig, about uh, who do you envision yourself as? Mm-hmm. If you ever envision yourself as, let's say, a Pharisee or someone who thinks you know the Bible, but it really doesn't or whatever. You may be thinking that Jesus is yelling at you. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of interesting here, you know, when he's talking about, like, uh, you know, the greatest among you will be your servant. Right. And and the, and then all who will lift themselves will be brought low. Right. You know, but those who make themselves Below, yeah, will be lifted up. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times, in, you know, especially in our tribal, the us against them kind of world. Yeah, we have we who are already the servants. Yeah, or feel low. Mm-hmm. You know, and and look upon these you know people who are better off and who mm-hmm. and who are our leaders supposedly. Sure, and. 
who are telling us to remain mm-hmm. where we are. Yeah. I think the mentality uh, for a lot of subservient people mm-hmm. is to just accept that. Yeah. And here, the, the tables are being turned. Right, exactly. I mean, I think about our <coughs> capitalistic society where, you know, we see men in suits and we automatically tell, you know, say, oh, that is a person of power. Like in dating, you know, um, a woman, you know, appreciates a man who has a good car. Of course. And, uh, you know, has, you know, uh, do you have any, what's your bank account? You know, do you have any um, any um, bad credit and all that sort of stuff? Right, you, don't, you don't want to know that. <laughs> they want to marry up or whatever. But, you know, you, you totally understand because no one wants to be held down. We respect sort of what we see. You know, Trump presents himself in a suit and he has a car and he has a, a, a book and a very the nice Trump Towers. Yeah, gold, gold letters, Trump Tower. Yeah. And some of us can see through that. But a lot of people are like, hey, that's what success is. That's kind of where it's at. Right. Yeah. And so it's easy to see that, you know, um, these Pharisees are considered, you know, well, we call them rabbi. They are the carriers of, of the law, of the word of God. So, but yes, you're absolutely right. Jesus twists this around. He says, hey, listen, we know what they say, but look at what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. And, and, don't, and don't follow that. Right. Conscription. Right. Um, and and we, we can put this in a political bent, you know, in, mm-hmm. in America Trump. I think about, and it's real easy to... to uh, you know, to blame the big guy mm-hmm. when you're looking up and going like, you know, hypocrite. They don't do, you know, they don't do the right thing. Right. They're saying the wrong thing, but yeah. you feel powerless to do anything about it because they're blaming you. Right. They're blaming. I mean, I think about big, you know, this opioid crisis when you think about the. Oh, sure. Everyone blames, uh, or, or at least this, you know, the, what's coming out right now yeah. is Trump saying like, well, don't do drugs. You know, right. You get people to not do drugs. Yeah. If you're, if you're a junkie. But you know, what's your problem? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah just stop it. Right. Or, or don't let it happen to begin with. Well, right. what happened is big pharma's exactly. gave, gave these things to doctors to give to people to do this. Exactly. This didn't happen on the streets. Exactly. This didn't happen among the victims. The yeah. victims didn't cause this. It was yeah, exactly. It, it was exactly what, <coughs> our, what what the people in power did. Exactly. It's the deeds that they did that caused this. Harm, yeah, you know? and I have a personal story about that. I'm not going to. Divert too much, but my biological mom, who passed away in 2006, she had some issues. She had some um, psychological issues, and um, they, you know, there was it was treated by therapy and also by drugs. And I got a real education through my mom by seeing what she had to go through. A doctor would say, "Well, what's going on uh, here? Let me give you this drug. Did that work? That didn't work. Okay, here, let me give you another one." Did you come and <laughs> came from a generation where people treated doctors like gods and did everything? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was also clear. They didn't really know what they were doing. You know, it's like boom, 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 and all of a sudden, you know, she's on this and that and the other. My parents were the same way. They're all, you know, I'm feeling bad. Well, there's a pill for that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to. So, yeah, the opioid epidemic, you know, easy for, and, of course, when you blame someone else, it it resolves, what's the word? It, It frees you from doing anything. It's like, well, it's your problem, so I don't have to clean up the mess, so. Yeah. I mean. But, and, and there's no how in this. We did the how last week, so mm-hmm. that's why this is all kind of disturbing stuff. This is just, sure. you know, because this is just look at yourself, look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Where have you been prideful? Right. And the questions you want to ask yourself in this is like, you know, did I practice what I preach? When was the last time I did that? Mm-hmm. When was the last time I practiced what I preach or mm-hmm. what was 
what I need to be right to the be to be the right thing. Right. And and it's very humbling. It's very humbling. Yeah. You know, one of the things I was telling you is mm-hmm. like, you know, like every time I do something that mm-hmm. you know I, I, I think is the right thing to do is I'm gonna go help someone who's in need. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of times I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly. I just you know, kinda like I'm not feeling this. It's yeah. my only day off. I'm doing something for me. <laughs> right. You know, whatever. But yeah. you know, I know that I should do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I need to take the time to do this because it's important to that person. Right. One of the things that happens inevitably is I see this person and I'm like, you know, I'm helping them do something they can't do for themselves mm-hmm. or whatever at that time or or you know, need help doing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm exalted yeah. in the fact that oh my god, I'm looking at this person. I don't have these problems. Thank you, God. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I. I can handle my shit now, right? Because I could not handle that, you know. I right. could, I couldn't handle just you know being so, you know, mm-hmm. desperate. Yeah. You know, at, at that point, and that's what I think of as the reward. It's sure. Like, look, I gave you some blessing. You need to see your blessing now. Mm-hmm. You know, go help somebody. You know, that's right. Pass it on. Who's beat? That, who's a little beat up? And yeah. You'll, you'll see how easy you have. Yeah, and I mentioned to you um, when I think about humbling myself and also not pointing blame at someone, but focusing on myself. Okay, like if there's a situation, what can I do to make it better? So we had a, a very atrocious, uh, you know, a horrible thing happen in New York uh, yesterday. A driver, you know, uh, killed six people, and one of the first things that Trump did was, you know, just blast him as a monster and. And just over embellish, yeah. um, you know, dehumanize him so that he could, you know, foment rage. Right, right, that exactly. Was the only purpose of that, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. And the problem that I have, and many people say, well, Reg, what's the problem? You know, he was a monster or whatever. There's a problem with over demonizing people. I mean, like, what is the, like, at, at my job at the DA's office, you know, if someone does, does a horrible thing, we don't need to get into. You're horrible. You're demon. You're the spawn of Satan. You're whatever. It's like, listen. This is the crime you committed. This is this is the charge appropriate to the crime you've committed, and this is how we're going to charge you. And you know, maybe if you allocute or you know, then we can work out a deal. But there's no emotion attached to it. There's no. We we all sin. We all sin, and we don't. You know, if you demonize yourself because oh my God, you know, I should have helped somebody, but I didn't, and I'm just so horrible. Just just focus on what can you do. What does Jesus want you to do? He says, like, you know, Jesus spoke to the crowds and his disciples and the Pharisees right. and the scribes. Right. And, and the message was given to everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And I know that the, you know, the ones who are already lowly are going like, well, you know, I'm, I'm already. Right. I got nothing to give. I got right. nothing. Right. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can say this about these hypocrites, mm-hmm. these Pharisees who talk the talk and go walk the walk. Right. But I... This, this, you know, mm-hmm. when you ask this question of someone who's already low, I mean, you're asking about equality mm-hmm. before God. Yeah, and it, and it, and you're a student, and you're a questioner. Mm-hmm. That's what these are. These are the tough questions. Mm-hmm. There's not really a lot of answers here. Yeah, we've gotten the answers before in the parables. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right, right, and wrong. You know, sure, sure. What's the greatest? Yeah. The commandment. Yeah. And it was all very clear. Yeah. Here, there's a lot more self-searching, a lot more soul-searching. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I, mm-hmm. I, I, I found here is um, when, uh, when he says, don't be called a teacher because Christ is your teacher. I'm yeah. your teacher. Yeah. And then 
but he diverts and says, but the one who is the greatest among you mm-hmm. will be the servant. Right. Well, who's the greatest? Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ. And That's right. And he was the servant. Mm-hmm. He served mankind. Right. By sacrificing his life. Allowing himself to be sacrificed mm-hmm. for the sake of all other people mm-hmm. being forgiven. I mean, like, that's service, folks. Yeah. And, uh, and there you are. Yeah. You know, so, so take that mm-hmm. and then follow that into your, yeah. woe is me. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah. I, I, I got nothing here. I yeah. can't give you anything. Yeah, you have to be very careful when using the Bible and other things to uplift yourself. You know, some people can say, oh, yes, I know the Bible. I can quote you this and that or whatever. Well, I'm there every Sunday. I, 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 I do my bit. Exactly. You know? To uplift yourself, to make you feel like, oh, I'm all-powerful, or I'm the uber-Christian, or whatever. And Jesus is clearly saying, listen, you've got to help other people. You've got to truly be humbled. Um, and it's something within. I mean, I think about the Pope prior to Francis was... Um, 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 yeah, I'm not... Well, I mean, I'm not a... Uh, I'm, I don't... Well, you know, he had he had the frills and he had the you know the great hat or whatever. Oh, and oh he, was, he, he yeah. had all the <laughs> yeah all the accoutrements. All the accoutrements and and Francis. I mean, I'm not Catholic, um, but he just seems to be a very very humble person. And so I, when I think of those contrasts, um, it's like you know if you take in the Bible, if you take in these teachings, mm-hmm. how do you apply it? You know, what are you doing for your fellow man? You know. How do you mind getting your hands dirty, as my my granddad would say? God bless a man with dirty hands. Well, you know, I mean, it is the inclination, Mm -hmm. you know, to just take care of yourself. Yes, I I understand that. Sure. And and it's common. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you look at it, yeah, it's 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 not the right thing to do. Right. I mean, I mean, but what you know, you got to ask yourself. Whether you're talking about like yourself as an individual, or mm-hmm. we're talking about ourselves as collective, you know, collect a collective human beings, right? I mean, there's a strong tendency to just do that, mm-hmm. to just not, not get dirty, yeah. You know, don't mess with that, right? It's just it, it's perfectly natural to do so. Mm-hmm. It's it's harder to do the opposite. It's harder to yeah. you know, risk it, yeah. It takes a, a great deal of faith to, um, you know, at, I think about gentrification. I think about uh, living in San Francisco, and um, everyone everyone really does have a, hey, I've got to take care of myself. Like, uh, we had a um, our musical, and uh, it was in the Tenderloin. You know, Piano Fight is in some really rough, rough area. And, um, you know, we had cast members to, you know, we went to the BART as a group, um, but you can tell just being around the area, you know, people are not interested in helping one another. They're like, hey, i, I got to take care of myself. Like there was one guy who got flat-out drunk, and he fell in on the escalator. Um, he, I think he was okay, but um, there were a lot of folks who were like, oh, well, he's drunk. I'm just going to walk away or whatever. Yeah. One or two folks actually did come up, hey, can we help you or, or what have you. But some had disdain, like, he's a drunk. Right, exactly. And um, so it's understandable, especially in this day and age where everyone is like, hey, I've got to take care of myself. Rent is really high. It's hard for me to find a steady job. I've, I've got to just handle myself. Um, 
And so the need for service, the need to take care of someone else, people may say, well, what's the purpose of it? I mean, you know, what's my spend money, donate money, volunteer, give to the church? You know, how do you know? I, I, how does that help my bottom line? You know, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what's what what's what's difficult to realize when you're by yourself. Yeah. As a, uh, as opposed to like a group. Yeah. Is that you know you can you can feel the. the I mean, I, I want to tell people I really do that. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have trouble with faith. Yeah. You, you, all these hard questions happen to you, and they happen to people with faith. I mean, they, sure. they happen happen to to all of us. Yeah. Uh, what we're trying to find within this mm-hmm. is the hard questions, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can address them and not just, you know, mow over and get to the next level or whatever. Yeah. What we're trying to do is find that love that's never going to stop. Right. The, uh, I, and I think in a lot of the things we read in Matthew, it's like, this Jesus, God love, it's never going to stop. It just keeps coming. Right. It's, there is never a, like, an, like, okay, that's enough. Right. <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want, I want people to understand that, you know, when Christ is accusing hypocrites mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, uh, on one hand, and then uh, of speaking things and not doing the right thing, right? And on, and on the other hand, doing the right thing, but just to get you exactly know, the just, bare minimum, just to get praise and rewards. Yeah, the bare minimum or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, like you know, it seems like a, it seems like well, that just contradicts itself, right? You know, I mean, I I can't I can't figure it out, but yeah, but if you look at it like yeah, but it's just. Two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. and yeah, and the remedy, the cure mm-hmm. for hypocrisy is is grace, and by grace is like believing mm-hmm. that you can do something. Yeah, when even your instincts say I can't do that. Yeah, just just the act of doing mm-hmm. is is going to get you beyond. That treadmill of just yeah, I can't I, I I I can't do that. I don't have enough in me. Yeah, and you know I wonder when I think about the Pharisees, I wonder why did they become a Pharisee? Why did they become, you know, why do you walk into a church? You know, why do you choose to um, give your life if you're going to be baptized or something like that? Is it just to appease other people? Is it is it something that? You really, really felt, let's say, when you first got in, but all of a sudden you became jaded, and all of a sudden you're just mailing it in. <laughs> you know, the, you know, bureaucracy, and you know, there's a reason why. I, I figured, you know, not all of the Pharisees, I'm sure, um, was felt fickle or, or whatever. You know, I'm sure some of them had been doing things the same old way for so long that they just became jaded or, or what have you. It was the system that they accepted too, right? This, uh, this hierarchy of mm-hmm. it's ingrained. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to better themselves. Sure. I mean, that's the only natural mm-hmm. way of living. I mean, it's human nature. Yeah. You, you want to do better than you did yesterday. You want to attain more. Mm-hmm. 
And, and there's the more yeah. easier life than, That's right. than you see other people. That's exactly right. And when you have that mentality, the focus is really on yourself because, you know, you want to relieve your own pain or whatever. And you feel you have to do it within yourself. And I think what we're talking about, grace and helping others, you have to have the faith that it's going to come back to you, that others will, you know, there's a fair exchange. I mean, you know, when we think about the, uh, the apostles, these were brothers who helped, helped each other. And along with helping the community. A lot of times somebody spoke today and they said, you know, I found that, and this is really odd, but I found that poor people, people who have very little, Mm -hmm. they are some of the most generous people you'll find. Mm -hmm. And there was like a question, you know, why is that? Nobody can really come up with an answer. Yeah. But I think, you know, again, you know, when you you do Take that risk and give up something of yourself. Yeah. There is, you know, when your need is filled mm-hmm. because you've accepted that love. Yeah. You've accepted that you're going to get that love whether you know it or not. Right. Whether you deserve it or not, that it's just going to come. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, like, you know, you give, you, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 you got to, Got to live with that kind of faith, sure. In order to do some yeah. of these things, in I mean, order to, in order to get spiritually mm-hmm. evolved. Yeah, you know? I mean, there are people who will never believe in God. There are people who will never believe either that there was ever a Jesus Christ or that Jesus Christ was a man, but not really the Son of God. The they may be the same people who believe who who can't conceive of the idea of well, if I gave you know a portion of my life to someone else, that you know that I will be enriched. How am I going to be enriched or whatever? You either believe or you don't believe. You know, you either have the capacity to give or you don't. Well, like, yeah, and, I, and you can call it God or not God or whatever. But right. I, but I feel like if you're doing things, in, you know, in a pure act of love, I call it grace. Yeah. I call it, you know, I, I call it Christ's love because that's the that's the lens I, I, mm-hmm. I really bond with. Right. If you're an atheist, you still got to live with everybody. Right. And you still <laughs> exactly. have to have a formula. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, I mean... And the formula kind of remains, you know, rather obliquely the same, mm-hmm. which is you have to open yourself up to accepting, that's right. You know, you know, gifts from other people, right? And you have to, you know, sacrifice mm-hmm. things in order to give to other people. It's just, it's the natural ebb and flow, mm-hmm. and you can call it anything. Yeah. I call it grace. Mm-hmm. I call it, you know, the Holy Spirit. I call it. Yeah. I call it a lot of different things, yeah. which are very, you know, mm-hmm. pointed towards Christianity. Right. But this is how I learned how to do this stuff, and this is what nourishes me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. That's what I'm so, I mean, you know, some folks call it karma. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, reading that um, I don't know uh, Washington wa- President Washington called it. Providence, you know, Providence was back, very big back then. <laughs> Providence, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the, the act of love and giving to others and uh, the contrast that Jesus makes between the apostles and the Pharisees. You know, some folks are actually living the Bible, living the, the word, and some are just, you know, passing, just expressing the word. Like I've had some teachers who are like, okay, we're going to do a lesson. Open your books up to chapter 12. There's some lessons there. Just go for it. <laughs> then he went to get a drink or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some teachers who are like, hey, we're going to jump into it. Okay, let me focus on focus, you know, chapter to whatever, and boom, they are right, right in it. 
And those are the most effective teachers. Yeah, it puts everybody on the same. Exactly. Level. I mean, you know, what, what I think we don't see in our society right now, what the Trump and other people are trying to make us believe, is that the marginalized, you know, mm-hmm. have to take their place in the world. Yeah. And and what I what I feel like is marginalized need to take their place. Mm-hmm. They have a responsibility, but not not in this world. They have a responsibility in God's kingdom. Yeah. But you know, we can't push people aside here. Mm-hmm. It's I mean we can, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But it you know, in the ideal version of of, <laughs> of God's kingdom, mm-hmm. the marginalized have their place. And you That's know right. we're all students. We're all children. That's I mean right. you're saying like the teacher was the best teacher who said, like, dive right in. Yeah. You know, but we here where we live now, you know, not everybody has the same gifts. Not every kid's going to be on Twitter. Sure. You know, and, and not just just like, you know, not everybody, we're all fulfilling a different role. Yeah. In, in our community. Mm-hmm. But we're all equal in the divine community, in, yeah. the, in, in an right. ideal community. Yeah. That's what we're striving for. Yeah. That's what we're trying to get to. It's right. It's a place where everybody is, you know, mm-hmm. you know, realizes that they're all loved. Yeah. I remember what you were telling me about a, a teacher of yours who focused on you, and you got to write a book, and it was published oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. That teacher took the time to understand what your gifts were. Yeah, then I could be in part of the group. Right. You know, then I felt, you know, I felt like now I fit in. Yeah. Because I have something mm-hmm. to be proud of. Yeah. I've been I've I've been given you know mm-hmm. an opportunity to share mm-hmm. you know my personal self. I mean, who would have believed that a six-year-old has a personal self? But some people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm sure my parents did, but they weren't around at the time. And sure. You know. And sometimes that's all that people need. When you think about you know, like some people will poo-poo the homeless or people who I guess they look at as lowly or whatever. Perhaps you're just not seeing their gifts. Perhaps you you know they themselves can't see their gifts. You can help that person out. Well, people, you know. I, you know, people do have, uh, mm-hmm. who live on the margins of society, you know, have a, they have a, they have a different challenge. They have a different challenge. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. Yeah. Um, and they weren't always that way. No. Um, but I, be, I believe they have a, a lot of different challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's really hard for, you know, the Pharisees to see that. Yeah. I think if the Pharisees saw it, it would just been like, you know, you're absolutely right. Okay, we're changing everything, right? Now. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't think it's a, maybe some of them didn't want to see it. Yeah. You know, and those were the baddies. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who knew right from wrong. Yeah. But just didn't want to acknowledge it. But yeah. I really feel like, and I think I, a lot of us are guilty of this. Yeah. When we look at the, the servants and the lowly. Marginalized people, whatever you call them, yeah. you know, and we do not see that they have a different challenge than we do. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think, I think that's that, and and seriously, not mm-hmm. because we don't want to see it, we don't see it. Mm-hmm. It just isn't visible. Yeah, and you know, and one of the problems with the Pharisees, I mean, you know, what we're looking at in uh, twenty-three. Um, Jesus is basically saying, listen, if you've, if you've looked upon your religion, your faith, I can't quite call it Christianity because Christianity is tied to Christ. And, of course, the Pharisees did not acknowledge Jesus as the Christ. But 
if you are basing, he's talking to his, you know, the followers. If if you if if you are playing follow the leader, be careful because these aren't the guys you want to be following. I mean, listen, adhere to their words. You know, their words are correct, but it's it's, it's also by action, follow by action, and so you know, it's it's a lesson of leadership comes from the top down. If you're going to consider yourself a leader, if you're going to put yourself on the upper echelon of you know of whatever it is, maybe in, in, in religion, you may say, oh, I'm, the, I'm a true Christian, or I'm, I don't know, the boss at whatever. Really lead by example, not just by the word, but what do you do, your acts. Um, that's, you know, that, that's the distinction. You know, if you, you can say, I'm great because of, look at all the good stuff that I have, look at all the gold, and look at, you know, how I look and all that stuff. You can say, hey, look at how I helped, uh, you know, these other folks. I mean, not to uplift yourself, but... That, that's the real currency. I mean, that's, the, um, that's basically what God wants us to do. Well, it's, it's, you know, we can look at powerful people mm-hmm. and, and know them and just be real with them. It's, it's easy for me to say, mm-hmm. look at a powerful person or a Pharisee or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who already is in the seat of power to say, well, you know, look at same as pride. I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obvious, should be obvious to anybody. Right. And uh, and they can look at me and say, well, you know, you, sure, maybe you have nothing to be proud of, but you have withdrawn from, you know, God in your way. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right, it, exactly. It, cut, it cuts both ways. Yeah. You know, it does. It really cuts both ways. Yeah. And, it, and, and both are true. Yeah. Everyone's got to look in the mirror. Everyone's got to say, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that mirror, you know, is in every single thing you do. You look at the Beatitudes. You look at these seven woes. Oh, yeah. You talk about a mirror. And we, maybe we'll read it. Maybe we won't have time. <laughs> right. Tonight, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's a there's a mirror for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at it. I mean, you know, what, mm-hmm. it's, it's – there are things to be condemned. Yeah. And there's things to be praised. Yeah. You know, in, in every single thing. It's – I think one of the – the things one Father Justin said to me one time, which I kind of stuck with me, mm-hmm. he goes, "It's so great being, you know, um, and it, uh, being involved in Christianity as deeply as I am involved because I don't have to judge people. It's not my job." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, he, and he's looking at it from a correct perspective yeah, because it's, it's, it's like such a relief. Yeah, you know, it's like. Shh, yeah. Let other people condemn. Let other people praise. Yeah, and you know this, and I don't have to do that. And I'm, and unfortunately, I've been in churches where they do, where you know, like uh, my my dad, we were part of a um, a gospel group. We would go to these various churches, and preachers would, you know, point a finger at someone. Look at all that gold. You know, you that's sin. That's horrible. And just and just using the Bible to just punish people. And it's really, really horrible. So, yeah, Justin, Justin, Father Justin's correct. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, I was like, wow, man, that must be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that must be really cool. Like, yeah, that's, that's not, that's, God, yeah. God does judging. I don't do that. Yeah. You know, which I thought was really neat. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you mentioned the mirror. When I was young, when I was like a teenager or whatever, I guess I had some, I don't know, insecurity issues or whatever. Um, but I hated looking in the mirror. I didn't want to look at the mirror. You saw flaws or whatever? Saw flaws or whatever, or, you know, like some other kid was bigger than me or, you know, powerful than me. I mean, all kids go through that. But it's interesting, the analogy of the mirror, you know. Um, yeah. Some people who love the mirror, 
usually looking into it for the wrong reasons. They, they don't want to see the flaws. They just want to see how beautiful they are. Yeah. And they don't reflect on anyone I else. I, I understand the same. I mean, you talk to talk to any girl getting ready for, for a date. Sure. They look in the mirror and embrace whatever inferiority stares right back at them. Right. And then you have the prideful people who go like, oh, my God, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I need another mirror. I mean, five, ten, twelve. <laughs> but I know what you mean. We're all looking in the mirror. Yeah. It's what we it, it, it's how we feel about ourselves. Sure. That makes you know, that makes a difference. There's things sure. to be embraced. Yeah. You know, both you know, weaknesses and strengths. Yeah. Well and I'm sure the Pharisees, I mean, when Jesus talks about the garments, you know, like uh, Oh yeah, well they're wearing them. Yeah. Like, I mean it's like look. Yeah. You know, look at yourself. Right. I mean, I, and, I, and, and, it, and it covers up their flaws. You know, like when uh, in later we haven't read the verse, but he talks about the uh, the there's a chalice or there's some sort of a cup. Oh, where the outside is clean. The outside is clean. But the inside is and dirty. They, and they polish the outside over. That's right. But they never clean the inside. Exactly. And if they clean the inside, the outside be clean. Right. Be all, uh, it'd, it'd be perfect. But, you know, we're not living in a perfect world. We're living in a very, very imperfect world. Yeah, he, he tears a, mm-hmm. a, a new butthole for the person. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, he really does. And, you know, uh, and look what happens. It, it's enough to get him killed. Exactly. Now, I don't want to read this stuff. How are we doing on time? I think we're doing okay. Let's take a look. Uh, uh, 37-minute mark. Yeah. We're at 37? Yeah. Well, I do like the, the prayer at the end of 23. I hope we have time of course. for that. But, yeah. But um, I, I still want to – I still think this is a lot to chew on what we're already talking about. Yeah. You know, we talked pri- priorly about um, – well, I think we did about anger, justified anger or unjustified anger. Oh, you know, yeah. some people may say, well, you know, Jesus stored in the temple or whatever, so as a Christian, I have a right to be angry, you know, and use that anger for the wrong reason. Oh, yeah. To, I mean, to yeah. condemn and, and, and what have you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, 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 I'm sure you've been in churches, too, where the mm-hmm. priests will come out with probably this last one, just kowtow. Yeah. You know, everyone, yeah. you know, just like, hey, it's time for you guys yeah. to, like, be humble. It says so right here. Right, exactly. And no one likes to, for the whip to be cracked or, um, or you know, like fundamental Christians who, you know, just uh, look at everyone's flaws and in doing so alienating people, I or think. Just, or just tell you what not to do. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. You know, mm-hmm. which is basically what this is. <laughs> well, sure. But I think there's a difference between, hey, listen, this is your instruction or whatever. I mean, you know, I don't think that Jesus is calling all of us. I mean, some of us may be Pharisees if we do condemn other people or act in a way that we shouldn't. But, you know, Jesus is giving this lesson to his disciples and also to the common people. What is he's, he, he is making a, he is making a real us against them kind of thing. I mean, he's going against, he's going against, he's saying Christianity is your rival mm-hmm. and it is, it, it, and it is going to, Claim it's gonna it's going to be more important mm-hmm. than fidelity to the Torah, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a real us against them kind of thing. And sure. There's no denying it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I certainly see why people would have you know mm-hmm. even people today you know who look at Christianity go like see you know it's just the same old shit mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's hard it's hard stuff to swallow. Yeah, it totally is. It's just, but I think what I'm what I'm trying to take apart with this, yeah. what I'm trying to learn from it is, mm-hmm. is look, 
you know, there is an us and there is a them. That's the world we live in. Yeah. And you take these lessons toward yourself. Right. And understand that there's contradictions in you that are irresolvable without love. Right. Irresolvable. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's no cure. Mm-hmm. What is this cure for hypocrisy? I have it within. I have it without. I don't see it. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And and what what we didn't get from this verse, which we got from the verse last yeah. week, is, well, you know the greatest commandment. Mm-hmm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, mm-hmm. all your mind, all your strength, mm-hmm. and love your neighbor as yourself, which yeah. essentially means love yourself, which essentially means love what God loves. Exactly. And that's the payoff. Yeah. That's the only payoff you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, as you seek to be better and whatever you're striving to be better, you know, money, yeah. you know, nicer looks, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're striving to get as you seek to be better, mm-hmm. the only way you're going to nourish what what's eating you up inside mm-hmm. is by hel- helping and loving other people. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that's the only cure. It's the only yeah. anecdote for all the hypocrisy that you deal with inside and out. Yeah, and if we think about Jesus Christ, I mean, there's a reason why people are drawn to him. I mean, I don't know what the passage is, but when Jesus gave speeches and sermons, he drew massive amounts of people. And all kinds of people. I mean, there was no homogeny about it Mm -hmm. other than the fact that this is a new homogeny that was meant to be Mm -hmm. diverse. Exactly. There were meant to be Sick people and mm-hmm. old people and blind people and right. rich people right. and prostitutes right. and everybody who mm-hmm. everyone was welcome. And I think that's one of the lessons for the church mm-hmm. today. If you need it to be a good church, if you want to be a good spiritually, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, powerful community that does things. Right. The only way you're going to do it is with that kind of diversity. Exactly, and it separates Jesus from the other the other uh, Pharisees. The, the Pharisees, because the Pharisees may be thinking, well, why is it that he is getting all of this stuff? <laughs> and, and, and we, you know, we're the carriers of the word of God, and we're not, you know, people aren't coming to us like they're coming to him. It's because of his humbleness. You know, he, it's not just the miracles. It's not just being anti-establishment, although we get just anti-establishment. Sure. But he's serving people. I mean, he washes the feet. They uh, wash him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he feeds them. You know, he, 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 you know, he's there. I mean, and that's, and it's what people need. I mean, you know, people, you may say, oh, people are just greedy. You know, they just go to, like, I go to, I walk past Glide Church every now and then, and there's a line of people there because they want to be fed. Yeah. And, and clothes and all that sort of stuff. And you may say, well, you know, that's like welfare and, you know, there's people just grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Well, I mean. That's been part of their ministry for a long, long time. That's exactly right. I got to work. I got to work at Glide once. Is that right? On Thanksgiving, long when I first moved to the city, I heard yeah. about Glide. I read about it. Yeah. And I first moved here. I think I we did we fed people on Thanksgiving there. Yeah. And I, guess who was standing across from me? Who's that? Joan Baez. Is that right? Just standing right across from me. We were just like, oh, Joan Baez. That's awesome. That's awesome. I wonder now, if I got an autograph that just seemed inappropriate. <laughs> you know, Amos Brown's done a fantastic job at Glide. Yeah. 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 But so, you know, there's, I don't see there's anything wrong with, you know, feeding. I mean, you don't, don't worry about why and, oh, my God, that person came in five times already and he still wants to be fed. Just, hey, this is – don't forget about judging. Just this is what God wants you to do. This is what you've been – you know, this is 
what your heart has drawn you to do. If you're going to serve, just serve. Yeah. And, and you understand, you know, it's it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do what others do to do what they tell you to do. Right. There's wisdom mm-hmm. in these words, even if you see maybe even the person telling you. Yeah. You know, they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's there's wisdom in, in the words of, you know, of, of the church. Sure. And I, don't, I just want people to, you know, try to get something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, <coughs> yeah, you know, invest and get goose eggs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Some weeks are like that, and it's fitting that we're coming close to Thanksgiving because you know, um, giving thanks, you give thanks for uh, the things that you've been blessed with, but also um, Thanksgiving is also about you know what you give. Like you mentioned, uh, you work at Live. One thing that my family does every Thanksgiving, I think we've been doing it for years. There's a place. There's a thing called Feast of Sharing. And uh, where we um, go to, it's the Capitol Center in Washington, D.C. It's basically a great big convention center. And we just feed. So we just feed Is it a potluck, or does everybody just bring stuff? No, I mean, there's some sort of... (laughs) There's a lot of people, but there's also people who are infirm and they can't move. And so, you know, we bring the food to them. Right. Um, Good, you know, good food. uh, And uh, I think there's a little performance and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, we do that every, every, all day. Thanksgiving. There's so many reasons to 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 be a community to yeah. do things like that. Yeah. It's not just the uh, uh, you know you're giving some some someone something to someone mm-hmm. who did your bit and now it's over. Yeah, you actually see these people. You actually see mm-hmm. you know lots of different people who are all kind of converging mm-hmm. you know together. Um, one of the people that I t- today. Uh, she defines herself as an old lady. Oh, but yeah. But not an old lady because yeah. there's ladies that she lives with who are much, much older. I think you told me about this woman before. Yeah, I'd love to hear her stories. Yeah, Go ahead. She's, she's wonderful. Yeah. Her name is Karen. Yeah. I'm not giving away too much, Karen. Okay. But uh, she said last uh, she lives in a retirement community. Yeah. And, and they, they pool their resources together and they put out their, their candy. Yeah. And they sit, like she said, like about 50 old women sit out in front with mm-hmm. candy and the kids go from one to the next to mm. the next. And mm. she goes, what I think is so great about this is, you know, the grandmothers mm-hmm. of these kids are probably in their 50s, mm-hmm. whatever. But all these, all, the, all us ladies, we're real old ladies. And they probably never get a chance to see or talk to really old ladies. And yeah, that's like, right. That is so damn cool. Yeah. That's so cool. It's not just the fact that they were giving candy to children you know, who cares you know what good does that do but right. she just like this big picture where she saw this community doing something that was wonderfully educational and unique mm-hmm. for these young people yeah when are they going to go into a nursing home and see old people yeah probably not that often here they are on the street and they mm-hmm. can see them all <laughs> look at them all sure talk to them yeah and it was just like yeah, that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so, you know, thinking about the, you know, when you guys are out and when we're out doing whatever we think we need to do for who we need to do it for. Yeah, yeah. Whatever ministry, you know, food food pantries or yeah. our big times when we feed people or yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the act that you're doing. There's so much more happening. Sure. It's, you know, you're seeing all these people, looking them in the eye. Yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of bond. 
yeah. and that kind of community. The interaction, and also you, you maybe hear some stories. I mean, I always listen. I mean, as a as an actor and as a writer, you know, I love hearing stories from other people. Yeah, you're kind of cued in on that, right? Right, right, exactly. And so uh, it's it's important to, um, especially older people, you know, you get to hear about of a time long gone by and maybe a bit of history that you can't get from Wikipedia or YouTube or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, slice of life. So, well, I'm sure as we try to learn. Mm-hmm. We can still remain students. I'm going to remain a student. Absolutely. I'm not going to be a teacher. Yeah. Even if I was a real sincere teacher, yeah. I'd still be skittish about it. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we, always have to, we always have to learn. I mean, I think I've always felt that every day is a sermon. And, you know, if you feel, well, that's ridiculous, Reggie, everything's not a sermon. Well, you may not be listening. I mean, you know, you go out in a day or let's say you jump on the bar or you're at work or whatever. There's a lesson being told. You know, there's something that God is, is communicating to you. Now, if you have the capacity to hear and absorb what's going on, that's up to you. Yeah. Well, when we talk, when we call us our students, that's well, what that's what it's all about. Open yourself up. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing with this kind of mm-hmm. podcast here. We're, we're, we're out there, you know, naked expressing. That's right. Um, basically, because, you know, it's just us guys and. I used to be in a in Austin. Everybody had a guitar. Mm-hmm. We had a band too. Everybody had a band. And yeah. Our band had a philosophy. It says the only reason we're up here is because you're down there. Yeah. There you go. That's the only thing that separates <laughs> us tonight is right. Is we're wearing the instruments. And, yeah. And you're dancing. Yeah. You know, and you know, I, I encourage everybody to keep expressing themselves. Go out and listen to those sermons that are hiding mm-hmm. everywhere. Whatever yeah. quote you heard or what unique thing happened today. Yeah. And I think the next time we're on the podcast, I'll have some uh, postings for you. You may want to volunteer any place. Is there is some, is your church, the Episcopal Church, doing anything special for Thanksgiving? Well, we do one food pantry a month, typically the first Saturday of every month. But in November and December, mm-hmm. we do two a month because, okay. well, it's more about family sharing, eating yeah. kind of thing. So two a month, it's exhausting. But yeah. we're always looking for volunteers. So the first Saturday, and I guess the third Saturday yeah. of November, the first Saturday will be this Saturday. Okay. At All Saints Episcopal Church in San Leandro. And then we'll do another one in the next Saturday. And then it happens in in uh, December and uh, twice mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, we're not giving away turkeys because they're too big and they take up too much room. We give, yeah. we give away chickens. <laughs> that works because we can fit more in the freezer. Yeah, uh, you, you can get the fit off chickens too. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's a little bit, it's a little bit skimpy, but they're good chickens. Yeah, and, and it's just, it just means that uh, everybody can have a little bit more. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and we'll put a, uh, we'll put a link uh, there, and I'll find some other places where you know you may not want to go to the Episcopal Church. You know, I'll find some other links where you can just serve. You can yeah. just, you know, go out. You know, step out of your little box yeah. and uh, and uh, give to the community. There are people who are doing stuff that's interfaith. There are people who are doing stuff just because it's the right thing to do. Right. You know, whatever your cause is, uh, mm-hmm. the, the method is the same. Yeah. Go out and do something nice for somebody. <laughs> right. And, you know, because when we talk about verse 12, uh, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. What better way of... Um, Exalting or humbling yourself, however the way you look at it, you'll feel better, giving. and that's exaltation. Yeah, and you're helping everybody involved, including maybe even the Jesus who you want to believe in or don't want to believe in, or whatever. 
you're hoping not to. Exactly. You know, you're hoping my Jesus. Right. Yeah. And that's good enough for me. Yeah. You know. And and just feeling good helping helping somebody. Somebody's going to say, "Wow, you know, I, I was really touched," or you know, someone out of the goodness of their heart helped me. The world is actually good, believe it or not. Yeah, it's, it's, we're working on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, for every nine person who, you know, steps over a homeless person and says, you know, can you get away from me? One person, at least one, says, hey, you need any help. How can I help you? Wow. You had the... Um, the oh, yeah. Well, the, uh, I encourage everyone to keep reading Matthew 23. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go into the, the heavy, heavy-duty yeah. seven woes yeah. where... Christ is getting really mm-hmm. volatile. But at the end of that, and the end of the chapter, I wanted to read this little part, if that's possible. Sure. Um, it's, cha- it's Matthew 23, um, verse 37. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who were sent to you, how often I wanted to gather your people together, just as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you didn't want that. Look, your house is left to you deserted. I tell you, you won't see me again until you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of in the Lord's name. And it's phrased differently in different mm-hmm. versions, but it's uh, a really powerful, powerful way of summing it all up. Yeah. It's it's almost hurtful mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, but you can tell that you can tell that Jesus is in a lot of pain. You know, he um, he spends all of this time, and he's fighting, ironically, against the very church that they should be working. That they're you know, like supposedly, the Pharisees are trying to uplift people through the Word of God. Well, through That's the laws, through yeah. the right things. <coughs> yeah, there's lots of good trying to do. Yeah. I don't think that Jesus is worried about fighting the Romans and Caesar um, because that's sort of expected. But the Pharisees, those who are holders of the Word of God, um, it's 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 almost like an internal battle. Um, yeah, yeah. Some might even say low hanging fruit. Sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about uh, one of the one of the greatest prophets on earth, mm-hmm. also. Arguably, one of the biggest underdogs. That's exactly right <laughs> in spiritual history as well. That's exactly right. So, yeah, and that's why years and you know centuries later we're still talking about him. Well, we still we still are. Humility is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It it makes you scratch your head. Yeah, doesn't it? And I guess there's a. I mean, we'll go into it a little bit longer, maybe later on, because we're bumping into the one hour mark. But right. there's an interesting thing about the the psychology of humility where. In a capitalistic society, we're judged by what degree do you have or, you know, what's your job placement, what's your job title. And, um, you know, um, humility, uh, a lot of people may not feel the value of humility. It's like, what do you mean you don't have a car? You know, what do you mean you (coughs) don't make that much money or or something like that? Um, But when you humble yourself and you're willing to serve and to give to others and to not let's say, place yourself on the pedestal or whatever, you know. Some may say, well, maybe he can't because he's not smart enough or whatever. No one even thinks, well, maybe he does it just because he cares, just because he, you know, if someone is cleaning, you know, I don't know, another person because they're bedridden or something, it's not because that's the only thing they can do in life, but it's because they want to do it, because they care. Yeah. 
times you just need to jump right in. Yeah. And imagine somebody just being alone in the pit. Mm-hmm. And they say, I'm alone in this pit. And you jump in and go, well, now we're both in the pit. That's right. But you're not alone. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome, that's an awesome uh, way of looking at you it. Know, yeah. We need to share. Yeah. We need to share in the good times. We need to share in the bad times. That's right. You know, but we need to be together to hold one another. Yeah. I guess I should pray us out. Yep. Go for it. Lord be with you. Amen. Um, I'd like to say a prayer to all of those who are, you know, struggling with oppression, whether on the outside or, or, or from within. You are not by yourself. Amen. Well, I didn't mean to close you out. <laughs> no, it's like, that's it. No, yeah, no, yeah. Hey, th- there you but go. Wanna, yeah, but I want to say thanks, Reg. And thanks, <laughs> thanks, 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 God, and appreciate this. This yeah. is a great opportunity. Yeah, you know. And I'd love to hear some feedback. I mean, just write write us back. Let us know if you're listening or not listening. You know, I see people. Some people give us likes. Well, we'd really love to know, you know, what works, what doesn't work. You know, even if you don't like what we're doing, you know, tell us. Yeah. Good, you know, just. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, let's. Uh, and and we we are here to stand corrected. Cause <laughs> Absolutely. Because because this is this we don't is, mind constructive this criticism. Is the word of God, but it's not our word. Right. Exactly. You know, it's 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 there to be shared yeah. and understood. And we're, we're, and, we're just and students as well. Contradicted. Yeah. 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 Let me humble myself right away. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. And I think that you can learn from anyone. You know, it doesn't have to be you know a scholar or whatever. You know, you can learn from um, just. Just anyone. So, you know, we're not we're not trying to uplift ourselves by doing this. We really want to just uplift the word of God and to connect with people. So so let us know what you think. Okay, here is my blurb. Um, you can find You Gotta Have Faith on the Apple Podcast app on all iPhones and iPads. You can also find You Gotta Have Faith on iTunes. Just click on iTunes, click on store. You won't have to buy anything. Don't worry about that. And use the search engine on the upper left-hand side and search for You Gotta Have Faith and you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app or you can just go on SoundCloud.com and search for You Gotta Have Faith and you will find us. And, well, 58 minutes, but <laughs> we're, we're, closing, we're closing, gonna close it out. Right. You know, hopefully, um, that, was, that was a good one, Craig, right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Are we done? We are done and we are out. Oh, 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 oh